0: This message comes from NPR sponsor, Progressive, and it's Name Your Price Tool. Say how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show coverage options within your budget. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Hey, it's Anya. And Corey. And we know, personally, that parenting during quarantine is not always smooth sailing.
0: Especially since everyone is home together. All the time.
1: Yeah, and so sometimes to get through your day, you know, it's totally fine to have a little extra screen time. In our house, we really like the live feed of Peppa Pig on YouTube that goes
2: 24 hours a day.
0: (laughs) And if you're in my house, it's a regular lunch date my boys and I have with the Star Wars Rebels. But if those aren't for you, our friends at Pop Culture Happy Hour have put together some recommendations for great TV that both young kids and parents can enjoy together.
1: Yeah, so we wanted to share that episode with all of you LifeKit listeners.
0: Also, quick shout out. If you've got good tips about how you're parenting during COVID-19, share them with us. We want to hear them. So leave us a voicemail at 202-216-9823 or shoot us an email at lifekit at npr.org.
3: As Peppa says,
1: everyone loves emails. Okay, (laughs) on to the episode. (laughs)
0: unconditionally committed to keeping loved ones in their lives. Learn more at MasseyCancerCenter.org slash comprehensive. Support for NPR and the following message come from PBS. PBS invites you on a trip to the future. A Brief History of the Future is a groundbreaking series filled with hope and possibility about where people are today and what could come next. From tech to tradition, from climate to culture, from science to spirituality. Join futurist Ari Wallach on a journey around the world as he meets the brilliant minds and brave pioneers remaking people's futures for generations to come. A Brief History of the Future. Stream now on PBS and the PBS app.
1: in can be hard on everybody, but it's a special kind of hard for little kids and the people who love them. So we're here to help with some TV recommendations for those who are toddling through
3: isolation. We've brought some ideas for things to watch that we hope will delight your littlest quarantine companions and maybe you as well. I'm Stephen Thompson.
1: And I'm Linda Holmes. We're talking about recommendations to parents with young children today on Pop Culture Happy Hour from NPR. Also with us, logically enough. Back on the show, our great friend Barry Hardyman now of the new NPR program, The National Conversation. Hi, Barry. Hi! How's it going? It is going well. I'm so delighted to hear from you. Um, just in a in a sentence or two, can you tell us what the national conversation is for people who haven't had a chance to hear it? Well, I'd love to. It is
2: a listener-focused call-in show that we stood up about a week after the quarantine really started taking hold um, for coronavirus, and we just take questions with NPR journalists and experts on all things coronavirus. I think we had uh, Linda on recently, yep. or a couple, or maybe even in the first week. It's true. And you know, every- <laughs> (laughs) Everybody always talks
1: about doing radio in their jammies. That is a thing I actually did in my jammies in my bed. Yes. Well, it's wonderful to have you with us. And you are here partly because you have two children.
2: How old are they now? They are now six and nine. So not exactly toddler aged, but they were both toddlers. One of them is six. So six, I think most parents know six is just really bridging the gap between actual person and talking dog toddler. (laughs) So toddler-dom is very much in my mind.
1: Yeah, so we knew we had to have Barry with us to talk about some little kid recommendations because I have heard from a lot of people who are trying to figure out how to manage their their littles at this time. Stephen, you don't have littles now, but you had littles. Can you give me a first pick?
3: Well, I think it's important to clarify, you know, we're doing these recommendations are for very little kids and everything that we are talking about, all of the recommendations on this episode are TV. And I think there are parents of very young children and people who give advice to parents of very young children who tend to obsess over screen time and how much screen time a toddler should have. And look, These are unusual times. And the first thing that I want to say before I even start doling out recommendations is just to remember that you're doing the best you can. You're doing fine. If you need to put your toddler in front of a TV or a tablet, and that is what needs to happen for you to stay sane, for you to get your work done, then so be it. Your kid is going to be fine. Your kid has you. That's what's important. I wanted to get that out there. And I will also
2: go so far as to say as a person who obsessed about this, didn't obsess about it, so you know, goes back and forth, the important part of the best you can is the you can part. Right. So if you are stuck on the fact, well, the best is only two hours, it's the best that you can do given your circumstances. You're doing great. Exactly.
3: So my first recommendation is something that my parents put in front of me when I was a very small child back in the 70s, which has been fairly recently rebooted for new generations. The Electric Company. The Electric Company is a educational children's program in the 70s. It featured such wonderful luminaries as Rita Moreno. It is an extraordinarily charming kids show that is really focused on education but does it in such a warm and inviting and pleasant way so the original 70s electric company you can stream it via amazon it does cost money you can find pretty lengthy excerpts of it on youtube it's floating around and you know a lot of us who grew up in the 70s will have you know like individual favorite moments from the electric company. I just remember that that was something that my parents really loved to have on and around because though it was geared very, very much to little kids, and they say online, they say that it's geared toward five to nine, but I think you can really go younger than that, my parents didn't go nuts watching it. Now, they recently rebooted The Electric Company from 2009 to 2011. Those three seasons you can stream for free at PBS.org. And uh, as an incentive for um, parents who listen to this show and have not checked out The Rebooted Electric Company, uh, one of the cast members is William Jackson Harper, uh, who played Cheaty on The Good Place. One more incentive to watch The New Electric Company. Uh, a Occasional guest spots and occasional music composition from one Lynn Manuel Miranda. Oh, wow. Obviously, we could go back and forth comparing the quality of the two. There is no way to compare something you were nostalgic for as a child with something that is trying to duplicate that magic. But that is a, a marvelous piece of educational programming that is still entertaining and that is right up there with stuff like Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood and Sesame Street and all sorts of the wonderful stuff that you can find on PBS Kids. Electric Company is just a gorgeous piece of that puzzle, and I don't think it gets as much recognition as it should get, especially compared to some of those other classic pieces of programming.
1: Love it. Excellent pick. Loved Electric Company. Barry, what is your first recommendation?
2: We in our family, when my oldest was younger and I was pregnant with my second son, it was really imperative for me to be sitting down lying down pretending that I didn't have a child for like 2 or 3 hours a day but I also had already watched so much you know Daniel Tiger which is wonderful and other PBS kids thing that probably taught me a lot about parenting but I I wanted something that I also really liked from the creators of Wallace and Gromit, Shaun the Sheep, which I have so many. I mean, I literally have photographs of both my husband and my then three-year-old watching Shaun the Sheep and both laughing at exactly the same amount (laughs) because it is genuinely funny. It is the first thing that I think our family all liked the same amount, where we really all were engaged in it in the same way. You know, you're not pretending to love, you know, Mom Tiger or whatever. You're not pretending to be like Mom Tiger. I'm really actually Mom Tiger's really haunted me over the years, guys. Um <laughs> But I will say that Shaun the Sheep is both adorable in terms of its slapsticky laughs, but it also looks gorgeous. So if you're not familiar with Wallace and Gromit, they created these these beautiful claymation, sort of handmade aesthetic from Ardman animations. And Wallace and Gromit, I also highly recommend, but it's more of a sophisticated storyline. What's great about Shaun the Sheep is that they are sort of snackable. Basically, it is a brilliant sheep named Sean and the adventures of him and his farmer and his friend. And it is genuinely funny. There are all of these little references that are incredibly sophisticated without going over the head of your little ones. There's a kind of Buster Keaton-esque quality to it. And I can watch them all the time. I really truly do not get sick of Shaun the Sheep. And my kids who are now, as we said, six and nine still really love them. It's about that and maybe – The British Bake Off are the only things that the entire family can agree on. If you've missed out on it, please go back and watch it. And you may find yourself watching it even without your children. And where do we find it? You can find it in a myriad of places. It is on Amazon Prime. It is on Netflix. The Shaun the Sheep extended universe of both movies and also the Wallace and Gromit from the same animation studio are in many streaming places. So I think if you just search Shaun the Sheep, you will find a
3: gorgeous claymation that will make you giggle. That is a great pick. And man, my kids now are 19 and 16 and (laughs) (laughs) at no point in uh, their lives... Has there been more than like a small handful of things that everyone in the family can enjoy at the same level at the exact same time? So when you find one of those, the love that you experience as a parent for that piece of entertainment is intense. I I feel you on this one in a big way.
1: Very, very nice. Excellent pick, Barry Hardyman. Stephen, you're going to give us your second pick. And uh, this did not surprise me, buddy.
3: (laughs) Well, this one is uh, specific to uh, one of my kids, particularly my uh, older kid, my son Jonah. When he was little, he obsessed over a cartoon that I watched as a kid called The Wacky Races. And The Wacky Races were a, uh, a very short-lived Hanna-Barbera cartoon aired in uh, late 1968 and a little bit in early 69, and then has kind of lived on in reruns. There's a DVD set that has like the collection of the Wacky Races. Hanna-Barbera cartoons are pretty primitive. You're talking about children's TV in the late 60s. You have some kind of squicky gender stuff. There's, like, one female racer, Penelope Pitstop, who's, like, more concerned with her makeup than with racing.
2: It has... That name al- is amazing. It, it, Penelope Pitstop <laughs> is a... <laughs> I'm gonna insert Pitstop into my middle name from now on. Barry Pitstop Hardyman.
3: <laughs> Barry Pitstop Hardyman. Um The thing is, though, there's something about the way this particular cartoon tune was structured, where each episode of the show, all of these goofy characters, they were the same characters. The plot couldn't be simpler. They're racing. And at the end of each episode, one of the racers wins. There's a bad guy racer named uh, Dick Dastardly and his sidekick Muttley, who has that famous little wheezy laugh. And my son, who was obsessed with numbers, kind of obsessed with a certain amount of scorekeeping, managed to latch into it not only as a piece of, like, fun cartoony entertainment, but kind of latched onto it as like a statistician almost and really got obsessed with it. Even though there were only 17 episodes, he just watched them over and over and over again. Now the wacky races have existed in a couple of different forms. There's a wacky races game for like the Wii (laughs) that the kids also played. This is also like uh, electric company is one that got rebooted and it got rebooted a few years ago. And once again, If you're obsessed with the 1968 version, you're going to watch the version from like 2017 or 2018 and roll your eyes because it's not the exact entertainment that you grew up with. But you look at the voice cast on this rebooted Wacky Races, it's Tom Kenny, who's TV's SpongeBob. Jill Talley, who's also a voice from SpongeBob, she's also from Mr. Show, like Tom Kenny, and uh, Billy West, you know, who was, you know, Stimpy, he was Fry in Futurama. You have some really lovable voice cast working with this show. So Wacky Races isn't necessarily the top of very many people's list (laughs) as far as like (laughs) high quality children's programming, but it was really important in my house and really had this nice kind of cross-generational appeal where I got to feel nostalgia watching it and my kid hooked into it in ways that even I never did.
1: Wonderful. And Stephen, where do we get Wacky Races?
3: Well, like I said, the original Wacky Races is on DVD. You can also find it um, on Amazon Prime, though you do have to pay for it. The rebooted Wacky Races you can find on the Cartoon Network-affiliated Boomerang uh, channel and also access it through Amazon.
1: All right. Thank you very much, buddy.
2: Now, Barry, let's go to you for your second pick. I'm going to recommend Bluey, which if you were wondering why you got Disney+, Plus, I know that often I wonder that. Also, I don't have kids that are obsessed with Disney movies in the the way that – like, I actually am way more obsessed with them than my Mm -hmm. kids are. Mm -hmm. Um, At one point, my husband and I were like, let's just go deep into Disney+, and see if there's anything here for us. And we came across Bluey, which is an Australian – Cartoon about a little dog family. And first of all, it has a theme song that is so catchy and so adorable that like right now my butt is spontaneously wiggling a little bit <laughs> thinking about it. Um, and I do have an often spontaneously wiggling butt, but this is truly related to Bluey. It is this darling family show about these little dogs. Bluey is the little older uh, dog and bingo, bingo is the little one. And I think what it does is it scratches for me as the adult, it scratches the itch that Peppa Pig never did. Mm-hmm. This has the adorable accent and the kind of family feeling, but it's it feels more authentic than Peppa Pig, where they're always making fun of the way Daddy Pig looks for some reason. I have actually gotten great parenting ideas from watching Bluey's parents do their parenting. We actually do now the free xylophone thing where you play the note and you have to freeze. Um, it has that kind of watercolor but still bright quality and sort of squared-off little dog faces that I just love and it is so wholesome without feeling like you're eating a vegetable and it has again I'm gonna also I'm sorry mom tiger it has all of the great parenting tricks and ideas in it without making you feel like you failed you know (laughs) so it like Bluey has really been so important to us during this quarantine and I really would encourage you to watch it with your kids because it is inexplicably delighting to people of all ages and you too might find it a boon in quarantine. So that's Bluey. It is on Disney Plus right now. The theme song alone is worth the price of the ticket.
1: Wonderful. Fantastic. And if you are looking for more kids' recommendations, we have an episode from um, March 4th, 2011, which is too old to still be in the podcast feed, but it is available through npr.org, and we will link to it in our newsletter. The recommendations uh, in that episode include classical music for kids, Pee Wee's Playhouse, Schoolhouse Rock, George of the Jungle, some of the things that we also love. And, you know, while you are thinking NPR thoughts, check out Wow in the World. That is the NPR podcast for kids. It's hosted by our buddy Guy Raz and Mindy Thomas and that is now publishing daily so tons and tons of recs let us know what yours are find us on Facebook facebook.com slash pchh or tweet us at pchh and that brings us to the end of our show you can find all of us on Twitter you can find me at Linda Holmes you can find Stephen at I Dislike Stephen and you can find Barry at B. Hardyman you can find our producer Jessica Reedy at Jessica underscore Reedy and our producer Mike Katziff at Mike Katzif Katzif Mike's band, Hello, Come In, provides the music you are bobbing your head to right now. Thanks so much to you guys for being here. It's so good to have you back, Barry. It's so fun to be here. Thanks. Thank you. And thank you for listening to Pop Culture Happy Hour from NPR. If you have a second, again, subscribe to our newsletter. It's over at npr.org slash popculturenewsletter. It's my baby. We will see you all right back here next week where we're going to talk about video games on the Nintendo Switch, a thing I've been bending your ear about on Twitter. So we will see you then.
2: This message comes from NPR sponsor Shopify, the global commerce platform that helps you sell and show up exactly the way you want to. Customize your online store to your style. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash NPR.
0: This message comes from NPR sponsor Progressive Insurance, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Get your quote at progressive.com and see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary.
1: On It's Been a Minute, we're keeping you in the know when it comes to culture. I break down the latest trends and the forces behind them and introduce you to the creatives who think deeply about how we live today. Come for some good old cultural analysis and have a few laughs with me. Listen to the It's Been a Minute podcast from NPR.